You guys thought porpoising was gone? Well, it's back, baby, and it's taking victims. <laughs> we had a, a race that I think could have eventually... I think you said it, it, we were robbed of something uh, yes. potentially there. I think that's Robbed the, of something. Yeah, rob, robbed of a, of a potential Ferrari Red Bull clash again with this, some differing strategies. We're going we're gonna, to... Usually we would break it down event by event. We're going to break it down team by team uh, this time around because I think there are a lot of... There are a lot of stories going on. Uh, the biggest of which, let's let's start with the uh, the big elephant in the room. That's Ferrari. The big so, red elephant. Big big red elephant. Is is that is that Ferrari done? Like I'm, I just have this like legitimately like it's a legitimate question. Is that them? Like it feels like a massive turning point for them. They were so. At the start of the season, they were the one to beat, and we were talking about how they're going to run away with it, and we, I'm now at the point of like. I don't know that they can recover from this. I think I think that's the reason that you can't you can't say that are they done because we've already been in this where it's the other way around and then so suddenly it snapped. It's not even like we're near the end of the year we've gone, oh, they've pulled it back and, you know, <laughs> yeah, things it... look bad, but it wasn't that long ago when things look really bad for Red Bull too. So it, yeah. who knows, right? Who, who bloody knows? All we know is that it's, it's different going from where you started rocky and then you've got yourself together from when mm. you started strong and then you start going downhill. You almost go... It almost seems worse, right? That's what I was about to allude yeah. to. Is like it's further into the season when teams should be working out of their problems. Yes. And you would say that Red Bull have gotten on top of whatever reliability yeah, issues they yeah. were having, whereas Ferrari are now just starting to have their reliability issues. And what Ferrari seems and be, Co. is and notable. Exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to that. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just seems like it, it... it, Particularly now with Red Bull... Uh, being what seems like a much like a really well-rounded car um you know With particularly in the drivers. race yeah yeah exactly yeah. but two drivers performing uh very very well um it just seems like I i'm gonna put it out there i do think this will be a turning point uh genuinely mm -hmm. I think, oh i agree it's a turning point yeah, oh yeah. yeah um i think this will be the race we'll look back at and say yeah this is this is where ferrari lost the championship one of the biggest reasons why I say this, I, I should probably talk about what happened. Um, obviously, Signs went out with a hydraulic issue relatively early in the race. And then obviously the big one, Leclerc out in the lead on an alternate, well, I say an alternate strategy. It was sort of the preferred strategy while everyone else went onto the alternate. Um, but yeah, his, his... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they all pitted, I think, uh, well, earlier yeah, he... than expected. Yeah. He pitted earlier than expected because had a very early virtual. Oh, he sorry, he did. No, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Because right. so signs yep. Yep, yep, yep. sputtered out and parked it up, then yep. he kind of took the opportunity to box super early. Yeah, and we were kind of saying that it denied us of a good race because mm. the big point was is some people were even saying before the race, well, is this a two stop or a one stop? And he pitted super early, but it seemed like that was to then trying to do the one stop in the long term of things. So it was a case yep. of going, oh, look at this, you know, he. Yep, yep. Um, He's got the advantage now, and the Red Bulls are kind of closing. How's it, how is this going to play out? And it was kind of in that middle ground of the race, where we're like, okay, things are just going to play out before we just get our popcorn out, you know, and check your microwave. How many minutes have you got left before, before mm. you grab your popcorn and we start seeing it all? And then suddenly, as you say, we cut to the it was the 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 back straight, and you just saw poof <laughs> and smoke everywhere, and yeah. you went, oh well, there's only one Ferrari left, so it's got to be the other <laughs> yeah. one. And instantly over the radio, you heard him yeah. just echoes of um. Mm. Echoes of, of uh, Spain, of course, of just going like, "Oh my god!" Like, really, like, it really. <laughs> mm. It's not good. Really, really no. not good. One of the one of the the biggest reasons why I think this is such a big turning point is the fact that Matteo Bonotto has come out and said, 
they don't even know why it's going wrong. And that's a big red flag. It's like it's a big question marks everywhere going, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, like they're just saying they're not even sure if it's like failures within the engine itself or whether it's like the energy recovery system. Like they don't even know what part is going, like what's destroying these engines. Yes. That's not okay. Like that's, you know, I think it's, it's medium to long term in terms of a fix like they're saying they can't they can't fix this in you know in the next sort of three or four races it's going to be later than that like by then it's it's too late red bull if they've if they have got on top of all their reliability and they keep doing these one twos and fastest lap and getting these maximum points uh, yep. that's they they're gone like they're already running away with it they're already ferrari already closer to mercedes than they are to red bull now that's a big statistic isn't like it? come yep. on <laughs> like we're actually getting to a point I reckon if, depending on how things shape up, we could have Red Bull out in front and now Ferrari and Mercedes fighting for second. Who would have thought of that four races ago? We're only about a third of the way into the series. Uh, <laughs> uh. And not only that, but let's be real, if Ferrari have to start throwing time and money mm. into this, exactly. well, then they're yeah. off their plan for that. We already know, restricted mm. on budget, restricted on time. They're one of the ones knocking on the door saying this is a really t- tough championship with cost. Yep. They're going to have to park whatever plan they had to try out with Red Bull while Red Bull... Uh, you know, potentially gonna just be going across more. their yep. normal path. Yep. And so they're already going to be falling behind in that aspect. So yep. by the time they do fix it, well, they're, you know, <laughs> yeah. bring on 2023. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, on top of that as well, it's like with, if they keep having all these like power unit failures, they're going to have to take so many new parts, which means more penalties, yes. which means they start further back in later races as well. So it's like, even if they can get on top of it, if they've already destroyed that many engine parts that they have to every you know, few races, they have to take a new part yeah. anyway. And they're like six parts deep and they have to start middle of the pack or like at the back of the, the field or from the pit lane, uh, yes. you know, every three or four races, like uh, that's, that alone could be enough to yes. to drop them that far back. Um, you know, and couple that with the fact, like you say, that if they can't develop the car, like they want to, they could genuinely fall back into the, into the grips of Mercedes, particularly as they're starting to come, to grips with their their car and, and getting yep. uh, a lot more pace out of it. Before we move on to Mercedes, uh, I do want to talk about, because we talk about Ferrari, we'll talk about Red Bull. Because they had, mm-hmm. you know, as we mentioned, pretty much a perfect weekend again. It was very... Um, Cruising. Very Imola-esque. Uh, mm. You know, was, uh, they get the, the one, two, and fastest lap. Uh, in this instance, it was even better because Ferrari scored exactly zero points uh, this time around. Um, yeah, it's that they seem to just have, which I think we we talked about in the last couple of videos, but they just have that race pace. Uh, you know, they, mm. they've already figured out that, you know, we can sacrifice the, the qualifying pace, you know, we can, as long as we qualify in that second row, uh, maybe pick up a P2, maybe sneak a P1 if things go our way, but you can start from third, fourth on the grid in most places. And it's like, ah, we'll in most set- places, yes. Yeah, in yeah. most places, obviously. Um, and be like, okay, we'll just set it up for race day. And they're just yep. so, so comfortable. Max in particular is just so comfortable on race day. Yep. He can just manage his pace perfectly. Um, you know, manage the tires and just look so, so at ease with that car uh, on a Sunday. Perez was... Perez is an interesting one because he's obviously found a little bit more in qualifying like he's actually on a couple of occasions now he's looked the stronger driver of the two red bulls on a saturday yes 
Yeah. Um, and he normally, yeah. normally the biggest criticism against him was on race day at his tips and tricks, but mm. quality was where he struggled. And mm. now it almost seems like quality is his strong suit and race is where maybe his weird, yeah. old strong point, especially in this race, normally his tire wear, there seemed to be a lot of talk that actually part of the reason he lost a bit of his pace to Verstappen this weekend because he really just fudged around with his tires. And mm. I guess he was lucky in the fact that, look, he could just casually, you know, crawl to a second place anyway. There was not much yeah. pressure from behind, you know, last-minute safety cars, etc. But it is interesting how it seems like his talents have almost flipped in a way, and I guess that makes it more interesting for us in that if he is now qualifying ahead of Max, it's a bit of like, you know, they seem to be working mm. well together. I mean, we heard it pretty stern on the radio, no fighting and kind mm. of a bit of silence and a, okay, yeah. fair enough. And everyone was a little bit like, oh, after Spain, that's interesting. But, I mean, he's just signed a new contract. As a team, they've got to be super happy, you know. This isn't yeah. a case of, like, it's Lewis and Rosberg and they're, you know, neat neck and tooth and there's no one else yeah. there and they're just like no i want to win it Arr, i hate you <laughs> they're kind of just like no let's just take these wins and mm. then you know moving forward see where we're at so yeah, yeah. it could yeah. get that way i mean it is red bull it, yep. verstappen perez are now one two and in, in drivers uh they're not there's not that many points between them uh it could still uh it could still go checo's way if he yep. finds it finds the pace on race day that he's been managing on the saturday so yep. um the, yeah, the whole no fighting thing. Again, people are making it out to be, I think, bigger than it actually was. It Especially was, there. His yeah. pace advantage, was, as we said, with the tyres, was yeah. colossal. And yeah. even if he wanted to or a bit of a show, there was no logic in it whatsoever. Um, yeah. yeah, And I think yeah, exactly. Perez pretty quickly realised that. <laughs> yeah, I think even after the race, he, his comments he made is just like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel like I was taking life out of the tyres. Yes. But yeah, just just struggling for traction. Yeah. Um, particularly after and that. to be fair yeah. he put the effort in at the start he, oh uh, yeah. yeah you know and i think <laughs> he, that's well, he bloody floored it and that's uh, it. part of it might have been that might have been his downfall but yeah. still he was able to again show that hey actually if he's in that position yeah and he can get a good start a good jump then bloody hell you know it's not like the the you know the bottas hamilton of old where you'd see sometimes bottas would be up there but then he just didn't have that fight in the moment you feel like mm. checo now that he's actually able to qualify up there is now showing i can get the shoulders out you know he did it in monaco yeah. and now he's done it again here so yeah really good i think it's dive it's, up the inside yeah. for the, the for the lead at the, at the start yeah it's really really good but um yep yeah he uh it was very i thought it was important for him to break the toe before the DRS came, and he did that. Obviously, it ended up that it was probably the wrong option because he just took way too much life out of the tyres. Exactly, yes. But, At the time, you'd still argue yeah. it was probably the right thing, and then mm. with how Leclerc boxed, it probably was going to work in his favour anyway. I guess he was doing that because at the time, he was racing Leclerc. He wasn't really racing Max, or Max yes. was kind of like, yeah. I'm going to really chill and save here, and then that ended up being the mm. right call call for him. Yeah. Whether... I think as we'd seen our predictions, whether it would have been Leclerc or Perez in P2 might have been quite an interesting one again, and it's yeah. a shame we didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. But still, um, it's you know good to know that we've got... Well, would you say we've got four drivers up there? Signs seemed at the start to be... Like, we were all talking about the top three, and then it almost like we hadn't seen Signs at all. And the first mm. time we went on board was when he had a problem. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah Signs is here. Oh, he stopped. Okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, well, yeah, moving back to that, I didn't even mention that, but um, yeah. just <laughs> skipped guy. over it. Yeah, it was, he, was, he was out so early in the race as well, like it was yes. se 17 laps in or something like that. And there was not notable before that. Yeah, like uh, even right at the, the start, you know, he didn't gain a position from his fourth. Um, he was, you know, everyone was talking about how he was struggling. He was taking, you know, the entire practice session just to get up to Charles's level that he was at from, you know, pretty much the first lap of, mm. of every session um you know and then come the race the the top three 
start to run away from him, and he's you know he's just getting absolutely dropped dropped by the top three. Um, he did that thing yeah. again where in quali he was actually Q on Q2 pretty solid and then at yeah. the end when it counted he kind of just fumbled it I mean we were on mm. board with him on his first on on his first lap and it looked pretty good and we saw hey if he can tidy up some of these slides in the first sector he might have mm. a bombshell here right yep. and then we were on board with him for his second lap and he was all over the place and he was 5 tenths down it was like oh buddy what are you doing yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like he seems to almost build up for the weekend and then it just crashes in Q3 mm. and then he's just done for the rest of it it's not yeah, a good trade. You almost yeah. like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here saying, "Oh, get him out of the car. He's doing a poor no. job." But you're almost saying, you know, when it when look look at you know Checo Cabeta Max. He's obviously now getting up to speed after starting a bit further behind, and now you'd still say that there's still a gap there between you know Science and Leclerc consistently. And it's like, mm. oh, that's if it is going to come down to it, where I really need to push and get up there is. Signs needs to be the one that's, you know, if Leclerc's P1, well, then that should mean Signs is P2. Is yeah. he going to guarantee that? If it's Max P2, well, that's that's not good enough. They're not going to be coming yeah. back fast enough, right? Well, yeah, I'd yeah. say the other way around, if Max is P1 now, I'd more likely not to see Checo P2 now rather yeah, than yeah. Leclerc P2. So a lot of pressure on him, a lot of pressure growing. We'll see We'll see what happens. Again, if, mm. if, the, if the cars keep having issues, then it's kind of a moot point, but... Um... Yeah, we'll we'll see what eventuates. Hopefully, Ferrari can get on top of whatever issues they have, and we can have a title fight. The last thing I want after such an exciting start to the season is for you know a team just to romp away with it. That's not what we want. Yes. So let's move on to Mercedes because Mercedes was uh, again they just there always seems to be a story there. Um, hmm. A couple of stories. The first one is the fact that they were quick. Uh, they were qu- quite easily the third fastest car, uh, but it came with uh, a sacrifice. as we mentioned at the start. Yeah, it came with a massive, <laughs> a massive sacrifice uh, in the a way of Hamilton Spine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he he looked real sore getting out of the car. For for those wondering about why George looked fine, uh, apparently they were both running different setups. Hamilton, I think they said he was running an experimental floor setup uh and you know slightly different uh slightly different setup to george and george uh, and they've done that a few weekends so far this have, seems yeah, to be a trend yeah. where they're actually happy to do different mm. things here and there so not not uncommon yeah and it seems to be that w- whatever whatever george or has found like every time they talk about how they've gone different setups it's always because russell's had the better car like he's, he's had the mm. better drive so he obviously knows how to set up that car a lot better than Lewis does right now. Um and yeah, that that bouncing that he had down that that main straight, whether it was like actually porpoising or whether it was just bottoming out constantly because it was so mm. bumpy and you know, whatever it is. They said but, it was a little different. It seemed to be mm. less kind of like slower up and down and more like rapid kind of compressions, which is what was just yeah. jolting him and the whole time rather yeah. than being more of a traditional mm. bob as we saw at the start of the year where you kind of just have a bit of flow and a blurry yeah. vision. <laughs> yeah, it it was bad. Like you could actually see him like he was going, he was like struggling to keep the car going in a straight line. It was that bad. Yes. Um, and I think he was... Um, yeah, he, he, I think he even came out and said he was, like, fighting to just control the car in yes. a straight line down that main straight. So um, I, I would say that's one of the longest straights and one of the highest top speeds, I think, of the of the calendar, though. So it essentially is, yeah. I would say that he's, he's probably through the worst of it. Um, there, there has been a lot of talk about... And now a lot of drivers have come out saying that they, they're 
kind of petitioning the FIA or the Formula One and the FIA to um, try and introduce things to remove the porpoising altogether. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on that because I've had my opinions, which you may have read in the Discord, but... I didn't um, read it in detail, but I saw... Yeah. Yes, I did see some of your takes on it. Yes. What are your takes? Um, before no, I look, go I think, or I think this is a good a good chat, I think, as a podcast topic, to be honest. Okay. I will say at a high right. level, I think... I, like, I totally agree with what Christian Horn is saying, whereby all the teams know the rules, and this is kind of the first case we've had where... We haven't really had a case... Like, we've had some cases where cars have been designed into some extreme where it's just kind of been silly or stupid and through logic going, well, let's remove that, right? Like when we had the ducks yeah. for driver, I had to put their knee on a hole or something. Yeah, the F like, they, like that was, a, they, <laughs> yeah, they kind of went, well, that's a little silly, right? Yeah, well, this yeah. is a case of saying actually for them to get speed if the driver, you know, is going to be potentially so uncomfortable, you could say, well, reel it back, but then you'd mm. say, well, no, just go for the performance. Again, an F duck, you'd say, well, bloody hell, why is there a hole in there that's stupid? They go, yeah, but it's performance. It's just a case where this is mm. now something we've seen that's that's most effective, and there's not really a rule to say, hey, um, I guess it's going into some of the solutions here, right? So some of them said they should make that everyone should have to, you know, drive at a minimum height. And understandably, some of the teams have said, well, that's not really fair because, well, we've designed our whole car and we'll find a way to make it stable mm. low. Exactly, yeah. I think some of the drivers floated in, like, a theoretical idea saying if they could measure, like, the kind of bouncing, you say, okay, there's some... I don't know, test you could do or a sensor that says over a race weekend if, you know, your, you know, I don't know, your car triggers over a certain measure of bouncing or porpoising, then it can't measure over that. Otherwise, it's yeah. counted as unsafe and you have to design your car around that. Yeah. How you test that and design that, I don't really know because it's not like you can just, you know, mm. a bunch of mechanics sit on the car and do this to test mm. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes it more saying, as you say, the if you can, you know, run it literally on the ground, sparking everywhere, but it's not porpoising, well, then you're fine because that's within the rules what teams like Mercedes, which are running it low and getting the bouncing, mm. have to then figure out because they've designed their way into that hole. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally on the side that I don't think, especially with the whole, especially with the year where we have cost cap and that, that I don't think you should, you know, not that I'm saying, I'm not saying this at all, but I'm saying, let's say, you know, Mercedes are like, we're fucked here. Let's just make something that looks really dodgy. So the FIA have to put a ruling, which means that everyone has to ride higher. And yeah, then yeah. we've actually got our secret design for the high car. And it's like, oh my God, oh my. <laughs> the super chess, you know, <laughs> none of that. But, but I definitely on the onus of, um, some teams have, you know, obviously designed around this and everyone was popsing at the start of the year and certain teams have made massive ground on it while others obviously haven't. So it's not like it's impossible. It's not like yeah. everyone's still having the issue of going, well, this is just a fundamental issue. They have to run it like this because otherwise they're going to be off the pace. So yeah. long story short, summary, yeah, yeah, I do agree they should do something, but I, th it's probably going to be some complicated issue. Mm. Um, I, th I think fix. it. Ha I think it has to be complicated, otherwise you yes. start. You start. There's bias involved. So exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I. Unless yeah, totally every team agree. were to sign it, but obviously we've heard from comments and even, I think there was some. I don't know who was it said whether it was Toto saying, "Oh, I've asked most drivers and they agree," and then mm. um, Christian Horner seemed to come out and say, "Well, that's bullcrap because I haven't heard that from many drivers at all," and it's going, mm. "Oh, this is just politics." Obviously, be interesting to think what the FA might do about it. I do agree that in the interest of, you know, driver comfort and that, you know, you could just say, we'll suck it up. You're getting paid a billion dollars a race. Mm. <laughs> just do it right. But there is a degree there and it is a precedent where it could get even worse because there's no, as I said, like a barrier there, a rule there to stop it. And mm. um, 
it's a, it's a tricky one. It's not one for the keyboard warriors, I think, to figure out. I think it's a oh, complicated issue that yeah. needs to be resolved internally for sure. Very complicated. I, I do think that my easy answer is just like, as as I said in the Discord as well. It's like if you're have if if you're in that much pain, like because obviously it's Mercedes that are complaining, and they're the ones that have it the worst. The only reason they're not they they're having so much pain is because they're trying to run it so low for performance. Just raise raise the ride height. Oh, you don't want to raise the ride height because you'll be slower. That's nah, tough. So deal with yes. it. Deal with it one way or the other. Be slow and comfortable, or be uncomfortable and fast. Or yes, because that's what other teams have found out exactly, how to do. They've worked yeah. it out already. Or figure out how to get rid of the porpoising. Like that's obviously what you spent. That's what they've spent most of the what start of the season trying to do. Um, and I think obviously being. Baku with its such high speed straight and the fact that it's such a bouncy, bumpy um, street surface, track because it's a road yeah. surface. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't help them. But you know, other teams have done it. Uh, raise the ride height, sacrifice the speed. As you said, you the know. FIA could just say if they you've could. got an issue yeah. with the with the comfort of your ride, talk to the people that made it. They knew the rules ahead of time. Everyone else <laughs> exactly, did as well. Yeah. Sort yeah. it out. Unless, as I say you know, 99% of people said, no, we need to actually sort this out. Then, okay, then that's a different mm. internal issue. But yeah, yeah, yeah. when when it's coming from... Uh, to, I guess talking more about their performance, to Hamilton's yes. credit, even though he was in a lot of pain, he actually put in a pretty stonking performance. He had to hold because, his yeah. own. He made some great passes. He had some good fights with um, with Vettel and Gasly and such. Um, in comparison, Russell seemed to, again, just cruise to a pretty cozy podium, which is mm. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, um, seems to be doing that still a lot lately. Yes, yeah. I still wouldn't necessarily go out there and still go, oh, he's the better driver of the two of them. You know, as I say, I think this was actually... I mean, Hamilton won driver of the day, and let's be mm. real, he hasn't won that all year when he, he probably could have for some other decent performances. So I think people recognize that, hey, actually, he had to fight out there. And probably the fact that he was, you know, it's not like he was in a lot of pain and he was just riding in 20 going, oh, I'm in lots of pain, I can't <laughs> drive. He was still racing his heart out and that probably yeah. added to the fact when he got out that he was actually you know able to mm. take a breath being out of all those fights and everything and then actually all the pain came through and so you feel for him a bit in that regard he certainly earned it he earned um mm. he earned an applause i think from, yeah. from people this weekend in yeah, his performance 100 percent. but uh yeah pick it up a p3 p4 is again i think it's just that it's they just seem to be in the best possible position like for exactly, they're exactly where they need to be yeah. for where how where, where the performance of the car is. Like they need to be. If a Ferrari or a Red Bull goes out, they need to be taking that position. If all four of those cars finish, they need to be fifth and sixth. Like yeah. that just that just seems to be where they are. It does seem to be top two Mercedes. The rest, like it's very clearly turning out that. And way, the rest so. sometimes have a chance, but Mercedes yeah. just seem to get it just that little bit. Right, you know what yep, I mean? So yep. kudos to them. I mean, occasionally you see a guy like Bottas or whoever slip in there between them, which is yep. kudos to them. And I guess it's good to see that they can still... Well, I, I guess they're not really fighting for the top spots, but it's still nice to see other teams fighting with the Mercedes, right? I guess that's yeah. been uncommon throughout yes. the years. Seeing, yep. you know, the, I guess especially seeing the Ferrari up top, you kind of go, ah, but we haven't seen that for a while, so we don't really care that they're <laughs> a mm. league ahead per se, yep. right? Yeah. So it's always nice. But when they do get their, their stuff together, as you say, and... If it becomes relevant, if they up their performance, Ferrari continues to struggle. This could be critical to potentially fighting for a P2. It's, it all yeah. adds up when you'd say at the start of the year how far behind they were from Ferrari, and yet mm. it's very possible that they could be battling them sooner rather than later. Genuinely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned Bottas, so I guess let's move on yep. to Alfa Romeo. Uh, and we'll, we'll start with Bottas. Uh, he, he's, 
he seemed to struggle this weekend. Um, he looked uh, uncharacteristically off the pace. Yeah. Um, he he did he he went really long on the first set of hard tires. I think I don't think he pitted with everyone else when there was like virtual safety cars and and things like that. Mm. So I think he maybe maybe uh, suffered a little bit because of that. Um, but yeah, in term in terms of pace, he just couldn't really manage uh, the same pace that that uh, Joe had. Um, I was gonna say you wonder if it's. I feel like it was. It's easy to say, oh well. Joe was at Bottas's pace a bit quicker, so obviously that means Bottas is struggling, right? Rather than mm. saying the positive spin on it, which is saying yeah. Joe was improving, right? I'd say it's an element of both. I think yeah. I think we've seen from this alpha when they can actually set it up really well and as they were in the few first few races, then hey, they can actually bang in some proper performances when they're actually able to keep the car mm. running and not st- stuffing it up in the bits, etc. with the yeah, start. Um but I think we've also seen, you know, even in Monaco and especially here, that when they maybe don't get it on the mark, then it can actually slip back and be in mm. that more midfield mix um, just as easy. So yep. you're right; he did seem to struggle. But I think I think more of my focus that we talked about was on was on um Jow sympathy that. corner to borrow a phrase from the race. Mate, he's um, the unluckiest dude. I don't know. I know. I think I said this year is like I don't know what he did in a previous life to have the luck yes. that he did. But mate, I cannot believe the luck he's had he has one championship point he has not driven to one championship point he should have a lot more than that yes. he has driven yes like he's not even close to you know he the, like the worst driver on the grid yes right now he is doing very very well and he is just getting so unlucky and with, as uh, an f2 rookie that a lot of people myself mm. included to be fair did talk down a bit you know and yet he came in he's had his head up he's you know, every time something's gone wrong, he's kind of said, oh, it's unfortunate, we'll be back. Mm. I don't blame him that on the radio this weekend, he's a bit like, this is bloody this ridiculous. Is like, okay. come on. Yeah. And especially in a weekend where I think he was very well on for points and he was outclassing Bottas for most of the weekend on yeah. merit. So yeah. to his credit, for a guy that we thought <laughs> halfway through the year, get him out maybe, because he's just going to mm. be another Mazepin picking up the, you know, the places on the grid. Yeah, You, you do feel for him. You just hope that, you know, you know, looking at the next race, hey, can he just get lucky because he's Please, <laughs> he yeah. deserves to get his fifth place now or something at this rate? Yeah, he. I think he was he was running. What have I got here? Yeah, he he was running P ten, and he was in a train of a, like at the back of a train of about three or four cars in and a like, pretty favorable position. Yeah, and catching as well. Like he had pace. Like he was yep. on for uh like solid points finish before. Um, again, it's. Another it's a hydraulic failure, and it's another. Going to say yes. Engine. What was the cause of that um, again? <laughs> let's move on to someone who doesn't have a, a Ferrari power unit, and uh, far from it, uh, the Alpine, which has quite possibly an engine that's come out of a like aeronautic, like a spacecraft potentially. I tell you what, um, it's kind of a spacecraft, but talking about replacements, you don't, you don't notice that they're actually chewing through those things. It's more so just that they, mm. they probably end the race, open it up, and go, oh, that's cooked, <laughs> throw it in the bin. But yeah. at least it made it. Yeah. Like, bloody hell, yeah. it does the effort. It doesn't blow up on itself when it's running, at least. Mate, that, that uh, the, you know, in the preview, I was talking about how I thought that main straight and the DRS was going to be too powerful. And no one could overtake that Alpine, even with DRS down the main straight, because yes. they were just like... I think uh, Crofty was saying he's like the 347 kilometers an hour down the main straight at one point. Um, yeah, that's it's 
pretty fucking rough. I think they were the run that was showing off the ultra low wing as well. I think they had yes. one of the thinner wings as they well did. out there. Yeah, so yeah. they didn't have the fluttering. We didn't mention that Red Bull seemed to have oh, the yeah, return of the yep. fluttering yeah. wing in, in practice. They seemed to fix that up, but still. Yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, Alpine, I mean, yeah, there you go. Putting yeah. in a solid job. Again, I think we're starting to see some mm. strengths of some cars come out right and weaknesses yep. in another place. Obviously, they're like, hey, we can, if we got some straights here, we're good as gold and then just mm. keep them behind in the twisty stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, definitely. When, assuming they're not going to have a penalty for the rest of the, <laughs> every uh, weekend for the rest of the year. They, Whenever I see the chart come up with all the, the bits taken, it's just everyone's green, yellow, and then red, red. red yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I Ooh. guess with, if, if they have that sort of pace and they're, you know, yeah, I, I I think back to the uh the Hamilton Brazil kind of thing, and if they have a fresh engine and every every other team's like, oh, we can't take penalties, we need to conserve this engine, so they're running them a bit lower, and then you're just gonna see Alpine just like with the rocket ship, yes, at Mexico P one P two, yeah, yeah, they'll start from the pit lane, both of them, but they'll just end up P one P two in the end, end lap one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, they got um, Lonzo P7, good points for him. Ocar P10, so it's another double points finish for the Alpines. They're mm. just sort of comfortably sort of chugging along uh, and getting getting good points for them. So uh, yeah, really, really good weekend for them. But like you say, it could come back to bite them later in the season. But um, I-, I get the feeling it's going to come back to bite a lot of teams later in the season. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Who else have I got? Let's go to Alpha Tauri. I was going to say, for once, we don't need to leave Alpha Tauri to last in a 20 mm. second footnote saying they were there and one yeah. of them got 10th and that was fine. Yeah. yeah. No, th- <laughs> Actually, <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were looking pretty good. They had a really, really good pace. They were, um, I think, up with, uh, with Alpine. They were pretty comfortably like top of the midfield. Uh, yeah. It had, way way up there in both qualifying and the race um they were running i think in the the last round of pit stops neither gasly nor sonoda pitted and i think they were running p4 p5 there was a bit of a worry that they they wouldn't really last the end or they'd get absolutely mm. swallowed up by everyone else because of the old tires that were on yes they took the risk that yeah. was right yeah um but yeah they're running p p4 p5 on like genuine merit which was uh Honestly, it's kind of what more of what I expected to see coming into this year, like from like last year's predictions, I was expecting yes. them to be doing this a bit more regularly. Um, As you say, you, you never expect them to do it every weekend, but mm. it's almost like every second or third you expect them to be doing this and then maybe yeah. they have a slight off and they're around the bottom of the area of the points. But we kind of just, for several races in a row, we're almost like, hey, we haven't seen them there, by the yeah. way. So when we saw them again up there at the top, it almost felt like... Hey a bit yeah like back to normal good hey, on ya yeah. <laughs> bit yeah. of a boost for the guys <laughs> yeah and both both drivers uh gasly and sonoda both looked very comfortable as well like i said they were sort of running pretty close uh together on track like in, in terms of mm. pace as well both very good um gasly picks up a p5 sonoda is the one i want to talk about which i know obviously we we had some interesting uh interesting chats on uh his drs but uh yeah, we, we cut to his rear wing. It's pretty late in the race. Cut to his rear wing, and it's sort of half open. And it's like, oh, that's not that's not good. That's, no, yep. that's bad. Um, and then, you know, they were saying, I think you have to, they're going to have to come in to fix that. It's like a, I think a black it and orange It was a bit flag. like yeah. a... 
it was a bit like a magic trick because it almost looked like there was a hole there, like it had been sheared off or something. Yeah. And then he started to break and then suddenly it appeared again. It was like, yeah. oh, wait, it hasn't broken. Yeah. It was like a magic trick. I was a bit like, huh? <laughs> it took me back. The but reappearing yes, they, um... rear wing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they've just got a spare. They've got the new DRS. They have a half one that slots in and out the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, super efficient. Yes. That's so, it. as you say, so... Um, everyone, most most of the commentators were expecting, uh, as you say, I think it's the black flag with the orange disc to say, hey, you've got a mechanical fault, you have to come in to try and fix or retire the car per se, otherwise it's then a black flag to say, get your bloody car off the road, what are you doing, this is unsafe, yeah, yeah. because soon, of course, I mean, things do fly off the cars all the time, but often that is because they're unexpected and generally they are investigated, but when yeah. you can clearly see something that is obviously damaged, yeah. then generally the premise is you need to take safety above all else. There are catch fences, but they're not infinitely high. Yep. They're going super fast. Things could fly off, hit a driver, fly into a stand, right? So the premise yeah. is, hey, you obviously see something that's not working as intended at all, right? Mm-hmm. Bring it in. And if it's, you know, something you can tear off or whatever and make it safe, then go for it. So they went they the other way around. Uh, rather than tearing <laughs> it off, they got out the old gaffer tape. They got out the uh, old gaffer tape, and it yeah. was ironic in the commentary. I think we were, I think we were listening to, I think it was Ted in the pit lane, and he yeah. said, and the FIA guys running down to check, and they're like, and oh, and he's just driven off. <laughs> yeah, he's storming <laughs> so down he the pit lane down to check quickly yeah. to make sure, yeah. and then they've just gone, see ya. <laughs> oh God, go, go now. He's coming. Yeah, so, yeah. so, I mean, I guess some people liked it because there was, um, there was like, what do you call it, um, throwbacks to, to of course, what's quite common in NASCAR and sports car racing, endurance racing, two yep. C yep. kind of quick fixes like that. But I mean, F one runs on its own kind of rules, and I guess especially with the cars being so kind of flimsy and fast and such, and especially in these kind of circuits they race in, where as you say, the crowds aren't that far from what's mm. going on. There was kind of a bit of a okay, we get it that you know you wanted to get back out there and try and maybe get a point or something, but. It doesn't really look good on the sport as well. I've seen so Not many really. pictures on general news of the car walking around. They go, trillion dollar car with duct tape on the back. And you go a bit like, oh, like you sit in NASCAR, you go, that's the American way. Yeah. You sit in F1 <laughs> and you go, oh mm. dear, that, that, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Uh, I haven't heard anything about them getting like a penalty or being fined or anything. I don't know if you've read anything. No, um, no. Because I, I was expecting to hear them like a... Uh, like maybe not a disqualification, but he, like some a kind slap of on the back, or, or almost say, "Hey, remind yeah. us all, this is what you do in this yeah. situation, right?" Nothing maybe they did it behind the scenes, but maybe. there's nothing public. I guess, as far as we know, no other teams have raised a um raised a complaint about it, but mm. maybe they have. But yeah, um, maybe they just did such a bang up job. The FAA, like that was the right thing to do. I, yep. To be honest, well, we haven't really seen be... this in a while. We've seen um, I think we've seen occasionally in like practice and that where we've had kind of like almost like paint covers and that flapping around a bit where they sometimes will kind of rashly tie it down. So mm. maybe it was fine. It's just because it was on the rear wing. And I mean, I, I almost, I almost would have liked if he forgot that he wasn't supposed to use the DRS and he tried to open it and it kind of then just went shattered with tape everywhere. Mm. I almost wanted him to do it and go, Oh, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> it was something ridiculous. Um, but it was a shame because it dropped him out of, of a, of a good performance. Um, yeah. He was, he was he certainly toe to toe with yeah. Pierre yeah. there. And again, almost kind of a bit of a, bit of a, um, a letdown because as we say, it was himself and Pierre that, that stayed out and he had a couple of fast yeah. drivers behind him. I think it was Vettel, um, and Alonso that were behind him. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, Hamilton was, I think, as well, and he Hamilton got past... was because he also had to pass Gasly, so yes, he still yep. would have had to have, as I say, 
fended yeah. off a few drivers, and yet we yeah. kind of got that taken away from us, which was yeah. a bit of a shame. But yeah. still a credit to both of them and their mechanics yep. in general, <laughs> unless it was their fault that the wing blew off. But it seems like one of these things it was just un- yeah. you know a bit of unlucky circumstances. Yeah. But um, yep. it bodes well for the fact that, as we said, we, we predicted when this year started that the midfield we thought would really converge and properly... Mm tiss and toss and have drivers all over the place and i mean even looking at the order there's kind of <laughs> midfield teams everywhere and a lot of them out of place in that place, and yeah it's yeah well let's let's talk about one of those uh, that you briefly uh touched on at one of those other midfield teams that are sort of a bit all over the place and that's aston martin yes um, but in in more recent times how vettel's managed to continuously put his car into q3 uh, and continually get into the points, like good points place. So they got another P6. Seemingly out of race. nowhere, yeah. considering that yeah. they went to Spain with their new upgrade and went, ah, this mm-hmm. is what they need. Yep. And there was still nowhere. Mm-hmm. And as you say, it almost seems like Vettel's just suddenly woken up one night and gone, I've got it. I know yep. what to do now. Yeah. I know. From, I remembered how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop listening to Stroll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he, he was... He, it, it was feisty. sort of out of nowhere. Well, it was feisty, but it was sort of, it was almost like a quiet, uh, quietly, like you just look, it's like, oh, at the end of the race, like, oh, it's P6. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, isn't that nice? Oh, well done. Yep. Um, for, for a car, like you say, it was it was the worst car, uh, almost like, well, maybe not the start of the year, but like after the first couple of races, you're looking at it and you're like, that's not, that's like one. Potentially the, the second worst, worst to worst car. Yeah, yeah consistently. Uh, and and yeah, he's yeah. he's found pace in that. Whether it is due to that new upgrade or whether or not Vettel's just sort of found his confidence, uh, given, you know, he missed uh, the first couple first of races, right? Races yeah. COVID, um, yeah, and his so, return to Australia was not good. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, that's right. The first three races uh, were either yes. uh, non-appearance or, yeah, pretty abysmal. So maybe... Right Maybe he has just found a little bit more of that confidence and trust in the car. Um, so, but you know, it's good for him. You say that he did. He did balls up a move on. Was That's it true? Uh, yeah. Who was yeah. he going around the outside of? Was it one of the Alpha Tauris? I think. Was it Gasly? Uh, he was going on the outside yeah. of a move. I do know the movie. T three, yeah. and he seemed to make it, and then he kind of just went on, and it was a bit like, oh no! But yeah. in the to be fair, in the moment, he whipped it around quickly. He mm. almost unsafely rejoined into yuki that was a bit on the edge but as you say he recovered it actually to a p6 but i think mm-hmm. we were saying as well is that at the end of the race if he had made that move and got a bit of a gap he probably would have been fighting hamilton for, for p4 and if he yeah. stayed ahead of him you'd go we're already going vettel p6 and good fight out there him in p4 fending off hamilton oh my like i'm going Mate. actually he on, missed out on a bombshell yeah, news on, title here on on pace as well like yes that's it's not unreal. like he had some special yeah. spicy strategy or something he was yeah, just yeah. comfortable out just there so compared good, to, yeah especially compared to his, his teammate which yeah um, yeah back to back to old Mate, habits i can't i can't <laughs> it seems Stroll. the better that his teammate is doing the worst that he does <laughs> yeah um, his yeah. quality was an absolute embarrassment for anyone that hasn't seen it. I, oh, it was I, so funny. No, no words. Um, it was hilarious. Um, you almost thought it was scripted or <laughs> you're watching Drive to Survive and they're just, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, yeah, he, obviously he, he couldn't, he, he didn't do it properly the first time, so he had to go under the wall properly the second time. He did, you know, had to, had <laughs> to do a proper job it was such a dumb impact. It. He seemed to just go, uh, and then his wing just went, <laughs> and he, he just kind of went, this just isn't my day. It's like he had a hangover or something. He just, mm, yeah. <laughs> do I turn? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> the what, uh, in, in his defense slight defense um i did read something uh that came out after like i was reading an article that came out 
their team found that their engine they had an engine configuration issue with his Mercedes power unit, which meant uh... his engine wasn't uh, was not fully turned up for qualifying, and they estimate it was costing him about like six tenths a lap. Uh, so that might be why he was trying to extra push it, right? Yeah, to try and... potentially. <laughs> Just guessing I'm not at the pace, I got extra push, but yeah. In saying yeah. that, he also ran a pretty nothing race as well. So yes. it was. What was the reason they retired it early as well? They had to retire it early. Right? Ha- they it saw some... uh, worrying oscillations. That's right. That means. Yes. Um, but to be yeah. fair, it's not not, like not the porpoising just... oscillation. Different yes. oscillation. You know, different. He doesn't get put in the same sympathy corner as um as Yuki or no. as Jaldo. No. It's not like he was in a good position. And he got unlucky there. No. <laughs> and no, especially we say in contrast, when his teammate was fighting tooth and nail, and even his teammate in quality mm. hit the wall in the race, he made a mistake, yeah. and yet everyone's still talking about him fondly because at least he's up there and he's yeah. pushing his heart out. And that's just what I think the team and everyone wants to see is you yeah. know not that's... Vettel going oh well, I'm obviously going to retire because I'm done with this yeah well that's that's, yeah. that's the Vettel we will love to see like you say he's made he made an error and still put it into Q3 and then he made an error in the race and still put it at P6 like he can recover from that and just keep yes. he has the confidence I guess now that he has the confidence in that car he has the confidence yep. to be like okay I don't need to take it easy because i maybe i pushed a little bit too hard on this corner i'm still i trust my ability i'm gonna keep sending it uh and he did uh you know that the same corner i think it was a few laps later the move that he went straight on he actually pulled off that exact same move i don't know if it was the same it was it was uh on a driver obviously a couple of i think it was uh, on alonso potentially potentially. yeah but um i was like i was they cut through his onboard and he was like going for the same move and i was like oh no and but no, yeah. he, actually, he actually pulled it off. Yep. So you know, he. I think he that's a big himself. theme. Yep. I mean, it's always been a big theme in 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 F one is you need confidence. But I think with these cars as well, it seems to be a few guys that do actually really just tune into that. And it's almost better to have a go if you do stuff up now and then because overall it'll work out for you. While if you're never really having a go, it feels like that was a bit like Daniel Ricciardo's issue and a bit was seen with yeah. signs, right? It's almost just like ah, but then yeah, or Bottas last like, year as well, like the last yes. couple of years. You know, Bottas where he just wouldn't go for anything and you just sit yes. there like this is why you're not racing further up the front and it seems like these cars as you say it helps to have that because i guess while the cars are allowed to run a lot closer they're still potentially like before when you were kind of you were running so far behind that you really just like got your once or twice in a moment race where suddenly you have a point to go for or not well in this it almost seems like you need to every lap be on it and be able to go for it It you need to pressure them in this race and force them into errors yes exactly a bit more more mind games a bit more strategy yes yeah it seems like max and charles Exactly. So yeah. like Max and Charles have both got a mm. bit of that, and we saw from this race, Vettel had a bit of it as well, and yeah. Alonso seems to have a bit of that as well in himself. So, oh, mate, he's been he's been real feisty this season. Just like yep. it, that's a man that just does not give a shit. <laughs> he's just yes. like I'm doing what I want, and fucking damned be the consequences. I'm having fun with it, and yeah. it's going good yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great to see. Um, yep. All right. Well, the only two teams we haven't touched on. Uh, Unfortunately, it's becoming three teams. Theme. But three teams. Yeah. Who did I miss? Did I miss? Well, orange, white, and blue. Oh, I missed McLaren. All right, let's talk about McLaren before we talk about the bug. <laughs> we need to All talk right. about them a little bit. I okay, think the most yeah. interesting bit about McLaren is they seem to be buzzing around the place, but they didn't seem to be able to do much other mm. than argue with each other. That one was fast and the other one stuck behind them. Yeah. It seemed almost like a case of previous years where you went, "Yeah, we get that you're behind, and we get you feel you could be faster, mm. but." If we just start faffing around, well, we're in a train here. We want to take advantage of someone faffs it off, right? Yep. Um, mm. But other than that, they seem to kind of just be 
glued to the back of other people and that was about as good as they could do. Yeah, well, <laughs> they were saying all weekend that their straight line speed or their top speed was uh, easily the worst. And they, I think, were pretty consistently like right behind the Alpine, which had the best top speeds. So Yes. It... And to their credit, mm. we saw in Spain, especially where Daniel especially went backwards, basically, on that straight. So yep. we able to have a longer straight, and yet they could at least kind of stay where they were. Yep. Means they've obviously improved something there. But as you were saying, they kind of were just there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've still picked up P8, P9, so another double Exactly. All they need to do is yep. be there. Yep. Ricardo, I would say on merit, finished ahead of Norris. Maybe you could say that... I'm not saying on merit is in there wasn't any luck. I'd say you could have reversed them. There could have been an alternate strategies and one would finish the other. But I yep. think on skill level, they were kind of equal for once, I think, which is more credit to Daniel than, again, saying yep. that Norris was off his game. And that's mm. why he was near yes, Ricardo. Yeah. I'd more say yeah. after, you know, I guess especially after all this, this negative press and such and words and that, well, he's starting to do something. So is this just going to be a, a splash in the pan? He just got a bit lucky because he was in a right place where he could just sit in a DRS train? Mm. Or is we go to Mon- uh, Canada and he's going to be 15? Then yeah. we're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, he does. I think he, he likes Canada from memory as well. I think uh, he got his first actual, was it win it was, or yeah. podium? I know it was uh, like, it was a big, like, he had a really good night. race there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I do believe he likes that track. So I think that'll be a good test to see whether or not he, um, yeah, just stand up to Norris. Yeah. yeah. Or whether, like you say, it was just a splash in the pan. But, uh, yeah, I met McLaren again. They're just sort of hanging in there. It would be, I think we we talked about it in the podcast where it's like we, they need both drivers to be there, and Ricardo's sort of on an he's on a knife edge. Uh, yeah, with, with that team at the moment. So yeah. well, they, he more needs to be there for the weekends when they're really performing. You know, it's mm, this case yeah. again, like we see in AlphaTauri, where Gasly could always be up there, but then Yuki just wasn't at the yep. same level, which yep. is why they still didn't seem to be anywhere in the constructors, despite Gasly constantly, you know, P five, P four, occasional win. Well, wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I think we see the same here, where yeah, they both did their job today, but then the next weekend. Potentially, you know, if Norris is in a three or a four in a lucky position and Daniel's 11, you go, oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's when they, especially in this such tight battle, mm. that's when you'll, the difference between fourth and the constructors and eighth and the constructors, right? Yeah, so. yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, now let's move on to the to the back two teams. I don't know how I completely missed them. My note, I have too many notes. Too many notes. <laughs> so many notes. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about Williams. Um, ah, Latifi. Oh, Latifi, you can't, you just can't stop making, making some dumb errors. I mean, to be fair, the very first error was not even him. It was his team member, I think, touching his car, uh, within, like, after the, the last red light had gone, uh, Mm. before the formation. That was like a 15 second warning. And one of the team members, like, rolled his car back. They realized um, they hadn't rolled it back. And yeah, I think you saw right. him checking his watch almost to go, I've got time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, yeah. I was like, you did not have time. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he gets a 10-second stop-go penalty, um, which that's that's a hefty, hefty uh, penalty. It kind of takes yep. you out of it, but mm. you look at the trends for the, <laughs> everything mm. up to that, you go... Did that really change his position? Did, no. it, did it really? Was he, he going to actually yeah, beat he, someone? He was there. He was last of the finishes. <laughs> he got a five-second time penalty for ignoring blue flags. <laughs> yes. Uh, just give mate. him a second one and say that's for Monaco. We're just going to get that <laughs> out of the way now. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, his, that 
that seat in the team, I think, in the podcast, I think we'll probably go into a bit more detail. There's a lot of... Uh, we'll probably have a little more news on it as yeah, well, maybe. Some quite more possibly. Rumors. Um, there's, there's some very strong rumors going around that um, a certain Australian driver might be getting that seat uh, for next year or potentially mid-season. Or potentially but sooner. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit more on the podcast if, you, if you're interested. I think that's a that's a one worth really diving into. So, yep. Um, on the other side of the garage, though, uh, Albon gets a P12, so he does finish a little bit higher up, um, but still sort of ran to sort of a nothing race, just sort of. I think I think most I didn't really notice him at all, but yeah. I don't think it's a bad sense. I've most of the punditry I've heard on him seems to be he kind of just had a like expected of him performance. It wasn't yeah. like he, you know, lucked out or really had a, yeah. you know, 150% kind of race weekend. If something fell in his lap, then he would have gotten it. Mm. But in this case, he didn't, but it wasn't really his fault. The yeah. car just didn't seem too happy. I think after quality as well, the drivers kind of came out and he, Albon especially was kind of like, we're not that strong here. We're just going to try just drive and see what happens. Yeah. And I think that's basically what he did. So yep. I can't fault him for that. Yeah. yeah, he was also, he was uh, in the qualifying session, the the whole Alonso incident. And like, speaking of Alonso doing whatever the fuck he wants, um, what seemed to be him just sort of like being slow at the front and then just like peel, what looked like he just sort of peeled off to the side. And then Albon's like, yes. he did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. Yes. Um, I think he was a bit gutted because yeah. he felt like he was on a solid lap and we yeah. probably had we a bit more talk, pace We didn't car, really yeah. talk about quality. We can probably ever so briefly mention it, but there sure. was a bit of a cluster truck in terms of mm. a lot of drivers towards the end of the, the first session. It seemed like there was a lot of, um, yeah, was caused, a lot caused of, by um, a stroll going into the, into the wall. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There was a lot of track evolution that we yep. saw in Quali, um, and then that meant that basically when Stroll crashed, I think there was two minutes thirty left on the clock. Yep. General procedure is saying, "Hey, this has come up a few times now, and it seems a bit messy, and it seems a bit shoddy." Yes, it's fun to go. Oh, look, everyone's racing each other in Quali, yeah. but then no one gets a lap done. You almost go, "Well, that was a bit sad because mm. we didn't get to see some push laps and drivers getting one last chance to fight through." And I think we saw that through Albon when Alonso went off and he had to lose his lap and he was pissed, you know, I yep. think at the time, yes, he blamed on Alonso, but really you'd argue in the moment, if he's in a good lap, he knows the cluster truck going on. He has a chance to actually get into Q2 yep. and he loses it. You'd, anyone would be like, Oh buddy bugger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so can't fault him there. Yep. Um, and that's setting him up obviously to then be in a position where he would have had to get quite lucky in the race and where he was racing. Didn't get that lucky. I mean, he got ahead of Yuki, I guess, and anyone else that had an issue. So, mm. to his credit, he beat everyone in that regard. But yep. the next guy ahead of him was Bottas and then Ocon. You kind of go, he's not really going to be beating them unless he gets really lucky. So. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was only 15 finishes in the end with that many retirements. So, um, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, he's P12, so he's only, like, he's, like, Fourth last. I, had to, I actually had to count that up. Yes. That's yes. <laughs> so bad. Uh, yeah, fourth last. So it's not awful. Um, but, you know. And I guess like, two guys know. he might have been racing in, like, Stroll and, and potentially Magnussen, right? And potentially yeah. Zhao, although not in this case. Potentially Stroll and Magnussen didn't mm. finish. So yeah. you kind of didn't see maybe if he had beaten both of those as well and they finished, you'd go, well, that was pretty good. But yep. we didn't really get to see that. Yep. But yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the final team in Haas. Um, yes. Seeing as you, you spoke about Magnussen. Um, and I guess talking of qualifying as well, Mick, uh, in particular, they were both out in Q1 again, just didn't seem to have the pace. Mick didn't really help his own cause, uh, no. in that, uh, in that last run though, where he just sort of decided when people started queuing up, he'd had enough and decided to ruin his lap. And I think two other people around him, 
just completely ruined it by trying to overtake into the last corner, ruining the run, and uh, couldn't couldn't improve anyway. So mm. um, even though I think he probably would have just had enough time, I know it was close, but uh, I think he got a little bit hasty in just trying to trying to get there. But um, yes, it's yeah. always hard because I feel like when they're halfway in the track and the engineer goes, you've got 50 seconds. I'm honestly like, I've got mm. no idea if that's close or if they're fine. I've got yeah, no yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it's like, oh, no, they're, really, like, they're, they're in the last sector. You've got heaps of time. And then you forget that everyone backs up. So it's like really slow yes. into the last little bit. And Mick, he, he uh, yeah, didn't, didn't have the best race again. Finished 14th, only ahead of Latifi. Um. Yeah, just I don't think that car was super good. I mean, Magnussen was he was running just outside the top ten though, so that car did have some pace. Yes. Um, before you felt like he was still similar to Albon, I guess, getting yeah. out what really he expected to and what I mean yeah. he signed up to do, which is mm. just try to do his best, and it seemed yeah. like he was. But as you're saying, in comparison, um, Mick. Mm. Yeah. Seem to kind of be nowhere again, and um, it's, it's almost not under the radar. It's not really being talked about because you have so many other drivers that are mm. not only are they nowhere, but they're also putting it in the wall. I mean, Mick yeah. did kind of do that in Monaco, to be fair, mm. but it was so spectacular, you kind of didn't see it as you know a silly mm. error. But I mean, probably another one. Hey, to bring up in the podcast, what's yeah. going on here? Is this it getting is. more and more concerning? Is it? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um. Definitely a bigger topic there. I think. I think Mick is. Uh, when he's now, you know, we talked about in, uh, he, I think when we're talking about him in F2, how it, you know, he takes, you know, his first year is a bit quiet and then come that second year, he's, he's on it. This is his yes. second year and he's not on it at all. And so. it was kind of hard to judge his first year because of the position he was in, but mm. I still think you could comfortably say he was a little above average there. So you'd almost suspect, Hey, his first year wasn't actually that dodgy for once. Yeah. Let's go into the second year. And I mean, everyone's talking going into it again. We'll probably talk about it more in the podcast. Going up against Magnuson, what a great teammate! This is going to be a great fight. Mm. There doesn't mean a fight. He's just been tra- trailing behind him like a lost little doggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, but I mean, K Mag, like I say, he was running just outside the top ten, so he was an outside chance of points. Um, and surprise, surprise, another Ferrari engine uh, explodes. Yes, the other. So that's the that's Oof. the other one. I think you summed it up pretty pretty well earlier it's like i think we were robbed of what could have been a, a really really exciting race there are a couple of a couple of interesting stories there but um but there were a few little stories yeah. you've heard at the end would have popped off and yeah they just yeah didn't. you went ah, uh, we could have used another burst tire or something mm, yeah <laughs> um a little bit unfortunate but uh you know it wasn't like a dull race by any means but i think once once leclerc went out it was sort of like it was an easy red bull one two and then so you're sort of looking back from there to there to was try at least enough stories, of a yeah. show going on to yeah. still be entertaining but yeah. when we've been treated to such good racing at the front you certainly yeah. felt it missing <laughs> mm, indeed yeah but uh that's it from us that's all i've got unless you had anything else you wanted to mention nah, that's all i've got for now thank beautiful. you beautiful but we go to canada uh coming up this weekend we haven't been to canada in, in quite a while but uh stay tuned for our preview um i'm looking forward to that one it's my favorite race uh and i'm very excited to have it back um but yeah thank you everyone for watching or listening if you're on spotify uh mm-hmm. remember to like and subscribe if, if you want to see more um or follow our feed on, on spotify if, if you if you want to see them pop up on your feed as well but uh yeah thanks everyone for, for watching slash listening and we'll see you for the canadian preview take care all Ciao!